You're listening to CKUT 90.3 FM on the dial www.ckut.ca on the internet. In January 2011, the whole world watched with admiration as Egyptian people defied the regime of Hosni Mubarak, camped in Tahrir Square, demanding bread, freedom, and social justice. February 11, 2011, Hosni Mubarak, who had been ruling Egypt for over 30 years, stepped down. After that, Egyptians had a taste of democracy that culminated in the fair elections of Dr. Mohamed Morsi in June 2012. Unfortunately, anti-democracy forces were hard at work. One year later, June 2013, President Morsi was forcibly removed from office by the army under the leadership of General Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Since then, the media has kept silent and Western governments have turned a blind eye to what happened in Egypt. Today, we talk with Mohamed Kamel, human rights activist and founding member of the Egyptian-Canadian Coalition for Democracy. In an op-ed published in the Toronto Star, July 3rd, he wrote, Prime Minister Trudeau and Minister Freeland should condemn the human rights abuses and promote democracy in places like Egypt, not only for the sake of Egypt, but for our own self-interest. Mr. Kamel, welcome to our show, and thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Sama, and thank you for having me. Why do you consider the overthrow of President Mohamed Morsi a military coup, and you insisted on military coup so many times? Yeah, it's it's actually, as you said, in the, in the history of the issue happening in Egypt since 2011, the January 25th revolution, the people will is already being established through five vote. People went to the poll. They started the roadmap to the democracy. They voted for parliament. They voted a new constitution. They voted the president. They voted the parliament. And they voted on the beginning before all of this on the roadmap itself. So people will has been already established through those five votes. So any action that do not go through people will through the real ballot boxes consider a coup, especially that is being coordinated, organized by the military, by the head of the military, uh, and at the same time, who is a minister of defense at the time, and at the same time that this minister of defense at, at that time being is appointed himself as a president, Yes, we can discuss how he's been appointed as a president, but we consider that he appointed himself as a president and grabbed all power in hand. Arrested Mr. Morsi, Dr. Morsi, arrested all the minister workers with them, arrested about so far 60,000 persons. So it is very clear an orchestrated military coup. And what do you know about the whereabouts of uh, Dr. Mohamed Morsi presently? Well, actually, Dr. Mohamed Morsi presently on the present for, for more than five years now is being clear established by a human rights organization, by several uh, human rights group. Actually, we're speaking here about international group, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, and several local group as well, that his health is not in a good condition. he been denied medical uh, 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 visits. he been denied medication. he even been denied visit by his family. His family visited him only twice on the five years. And it's been very clear from the uh, British Parliament as well, called on a visit to him, independent visit to investigate his situation, and the Egyptian authority rejected 
this call. So we don't really know how it's going with him, but the only no thing we know that his health is not in a good condition at all, and it being neglected during these five years. Now, I'll go back to the uh, pros democratic process and w remind you that Abdelhad Fattah al-Sisi held elections in May of 2018, so this year, and over 97% voted in his favor. Your comments. This is actually, uh, with all people monitor the situation going in Egypt, uh, consider it a joke. Uh, it's uh, a false election, and it's not only in 2018. He did another one in 2014 as well. Uh, and this one in 2018, let's concentrate here that uh, he, first of all, arrested every single person thought of even running against him. Uh, he arrested his ex uh, or the ex uh, uh, chief of staff, Sami Anan. He arrested uh, uh, the Dr. Abul Futuh. He arrested Mustashar Jnina, Judge Jnina. He arrested several people in the top of those people, even people who supported him in the beginning, just because they thought they might run against him. Uh, and at the end, he chose a person to run against him. And this person who ran against him in the election said clearly in the media that I am voting for Sisi and I'm just running to give the show of democracy. And then the percentage of the participation on the election, we know that it was very low and is being uh, manipulated by the regime on power. So ending with 97 or 99 or even whatever percentage is, he's the only candidate. And he is the only one who has decided that no one can run against him. Now, whether we support El-Sisi or we are against El-Sisi, what's worrisome is really the state of freedoms and the rule of law. Uh, Human Rights Watch has just released a report, and I'm quoting, uh, President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi government during 2017 observed few boundaries on its untamed repression of all forms of dissent. Human Rights Watch said in its report for 2018. While the country faced major security threats and attacks by armed groups, the government introduced a host of repressive laws, reinstated the abusive state of emergency, and sent thousands of civilians to military courts that, along with civilian courts, issued scores of death sentences in flawed trials. Can you tell us more about what's happening on the ground? Actually, taking the last sentence you just read from Human Rights Watch report about the military uh, uh, courts and the sentence to death, we know for a fact that there is one of the court session took about 30 minutes to sentence 560 persons to death without any hearing, without anything, just a judgment being issued. We have more than 1,600 on death row. We have more than 20 people being executed already based on this, actually, accord that, that lost all confidence and all uh, uh, measure of due process based on our understanding of this as Canadian. Uh, and we have about 60,000 prisoners on the prison so far. We know that there is a lot of people being abused, being tortured. Uh, there is journalists uh, being arrested. There is lawyer who defending the accused being arrested as well because they just tried to uh, defend the, the accused. We have people being targeted, killed in the street, assassination, direct assassination. Uh, we, uh, the uh, Sisi uh, regime gave am amnesty 
to all his military uh, personnel against any prosecution against what they are taking place right now in Egypt. So it is no freedom of expression. Uh, no, even the, the economical situation is in a very bad shape. And Egypt is just taking loans to buy weapon that nobody knows for what and what they are using it for. So it is mismanagement and it's abuse of people, abuse of power, and actually violation of all human rights and all uh, international laws actually on the way that people should be treated on their own home. Yes, but uh, in response to this, uh, many who support el-Sisi would tell you uh, there is a war going on in Egypt, there are terrorists, and what can the poor man do? He has to resist the terrorist attacks. For sure there is a war on terrorists not going on in Egypt only. It's in every world in the war. And if we accept this notion of war on terrorists, that having people denied the right of due process on court, we are actually abusing our own rights because... War in terrorism does not stop due process in court. We know that Europe are, are fighting terrorism. Every country on the earth now is fighting and should be fighting terrorism for sure. No discussion in it. But that does not deny people right of freedom of expression, right of due process in court. Those are basic two rights being violated beside others. So what this could do for for war of terrorism is just an excuse that it's been used to humiliate his own people and to torture and kill people without any due process and without even bringing anything to the light. What is the evidence of any of this, uh, case of this? Well, in, in fact, uh, yes, uh, Human Rights did report that anyone who dissents from uh, Mr. El-Sisi is uh, labeled uh, a terrorist. He's even calling indigenous groups a terrorist, and I quote here, in November 2017, authorities referred 32 indigenous rights activists in Nubia, this is in the south of Egypt, to these courts. Those are the, the special courts that they have created for participating in an unlicensed protest. So what were they protesting? The activists were protesting land policies that deprived Nubian people, an ethnic minority in the south of Egypt, from returning to their original lands from which they were displaced in 1960s, in the 60s when they were building, when Egypt was building the high dam no, no. in Aswan. So those are labeled terrorists. So you can imagine that the the term becomes quite elastic. And uh, so what, what is uh, our uh, response uh, to, uh, to, to what's happening in Egypt? And when I say our response, I mean the Canadian government's response. I, I think as Canadian, we have values. And if we did not stand for our values, we stand for nothing. Because we are not a military power as a state and other nations. We are really not an economical uh, power that we can uh, put sanctions in people and stuff like this. But we are a country that carry values, carry human rights value, uh, carry freedom value, carry freedom of expression, uh, carry democratic value. And if we did not really defend our values facing this uh, atrocity taking place in Egypt, we are not respecting even our own value. And I don't think that as Canadian, we should do any economical relation with this regime. We should not. I'm not here speaking about sanctioning Egyptian people, but unfortunately, everything going to Cairo, to the regime over there is going to the government to really wasted in non-necessity things for Egyptian. So we need to be sure that we speak out, we speak loudly, we stand for our value, 
And really, I think our Minister of Foreign Affairs and our Prime Minister should take a role in this, as done by the European Union and by the uh, British Parliament as well. The uh, last uh, comment uh, here is that I read, well, maybe Sisi is not as good as we would like him to be, but he's better than an Islamic regime. So... Just, uh, it's, it's a matter, it's not for us or for anyone to decide who's better than who. It is the people will. And we have to respect our democratic value. So if our democratic value speak about ballot and choosing on the street, not ballot on the street, box, ballot boxes to choose among this. So we have to respect the will of the people and the people will be able to judge in four years or five years, depend on the constitution and power at the time, if this government serve him or not. But to appoint or to accept having a dictator on the top of people because he might be better uh, than that or better than this, we actually creating very clear environment for growing of terrorism and growing of violence because people find that no respect for their vote has been taking place at all in the country. Uh, I think we could have a, a longer discussion, but this is all what our time allows us today. We were talking to Mohammed with Mohammed Kamil, human rights activist and founding member of the Egyptian Canadian Coalition for Democracy. You can also refer to Human Rights Watch report about Egypt. Thank you for listening. Don't turn the dial. This is CKUT 90.3 FM on the dial www.ckut.ca on the internet.